0: think about 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 a month and really it stuck to me learning more about you and really trying to figure out you know where to take this podcast where to really uh find that that signature and that that spice of what what makes you different you know and from other people's lives and other people's stories and obviously everyone's different but what, what can you bring to make this episode yours and 1182 now I don't know if you know off the top of your head what that number is, but you told me that number when we were going over your story and it stuck out to me. See, and I i figured you know. Like I just I was like, he may not know, but I feel like that number is so significant in his head that he might have a tattoo on himself or something.
1: Uh, <laughs> if I could get tattoos, I would love to tattoo that number. Um it was eleven fifty
2: two. Oh yes for me.
1: Okay. Eleven fifty two. So interesting.
0: I like that. Eleven fifty-two. Um That stuck out the most out of your whole story. Another, I would say a couple of things that really caught my eye that I highlighted in the notes, but it tells me what kind of person you are. It tells me that you lived uncomfortably for a certain amount of time and whatever it was that you wanted to get into, you made that huge sacrifice to say, I don't care what status I have right now or where I'm at at this very moment. I know six, 10,
1: 11, 12, two years that I'm going to be better. Absolutely. Um, and do you want me to elaborate on this or? Dude, whatever you feel. How about whatever that? Yeah.
0: How, however you feel towards what I just got done telling you, because at the end of the day, this is not scripted. I, I have notes in my hand, but I'm very, very interested to know what levels you
1: will take your uncomfortableness to to be great. Uh, this is a, this is an interesting question. So when you were repeating these numbers to me and some of these notes, so many memories were just going through my head. That's awesome. So many memories, just nostalgia, and it wasn't even that long ago. You know, we're talking about like a year and a half. Yeah, maybe coming up on two years right now. Coming up right on two years now. Eleven fifty two. God. If, if, if I could get, ta- if I could get tattoos, is that, is that like a religion thing or religious thing? Yeah. Or? So okay. I'm, I'm Muslim okay. and we just aren't allowed to get tattoos. Sense. Um, but if I could, God, man, those numbers, that would be, yeah. those, those would be numbers that would just be Definitely. on me all the time. I will never forget that moment in my life. Um, and I'm sure you put this story in there as well. So 1152 essentially resembles the amount of money I had the day I had opened the gym, mm-hmm. and uh, it was my grand opening day. And after everybody had left, I remember just sitting there. I knew how much money I had in my bank account. Yeah, you weren't gonna front. Uh, no, not at all. You know, I just you weren't have, gonna be that guy. Uh, yeah, no, not at all. I'm not gonna sit there and glow about it or boast like, oh, you know, I got a yeah. shit ton of money. This, this, and that. Um, I've never been one to. I've never been one to show off money per se. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really big problem in today's culture, society, um, and especially in the society that it's happening in my gym currently, you know, Um, with a lot of my trainers, a lot of the tough conversations Mm -hmm. I've had this past week and a half has been about financial responsibilities and prioritizing financial, you know, again, responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, But man, I sat down for like a solid hour, hour and a half in my car and I was just like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) You know, I was like, I had no idea how everything came to play, Mm -hmm. and I'm ending up with $11.52 in my bank account. People don't know this struggle, but, man, I'm a car guy. I fucking love cars. That's And that's, like, the, the red flag right there,
0: because I think of cars, and I... I mean, I'm a shoe guy, but that doesn't even amount to the amount of money you have to have to be a car guy. Like you can like cars, but to be invested in cars, totally different.
1: Uh, yes and no. So I think that's very subjective. Really? I think that's very subjective. So again, there are tiers to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. definitely. Again, you can get into like, well, we'll say the lower tier cars of, we'll say, you know, some of the G35s, 37s, some of the uh, Japanese makes. And then you get into a little bit of the based Euro makes of like the C classes, the E classes, the AMGs. I'm going to act like I know what you're talking about, <laughs> but if you show me pictures, I would definitely. Know oh man. Okay. About. So, so think about it this way. Um, all those nice Mercedes you see all those okay, nice BMWs right. you see the ones that are a little louder. Okay. Um, the ones that got exhaust on them and stuff, usually those are a little bit more of the expensive side. Definitely. And then you have, again, just a more casual, lower tier side of him where they don't have the big V8 engines in him. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you can get into like the supercar, hypercar territory where, you know, then you're kind of creeping into the R rates, the McLarens, the Ferraris, the Lambos. Um, so there are definitely tiers. And for anybody out there that's, you know, watching this or listening to this, you don't have to have a lot of money to be a car guy. You know, you don't have to invest 60, 70, $80,000 just to have a nice car, to enjoy that car. Um, I've had, I have friends that, you know, have bought their cars for seven, eight grand and, you know, they've built it to what yeah, they seconds. have wanted. I mm-hmm. probably spent maybe in total over the years, 12 to 15 on the car. And now it's one of their dream cars. Um, and they keep that forever. You know, you don't awesome. need a lot of money to make you happy. Yeah. Um, and that's something that statement. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Um, but going back to my little car statement, um, I do love cars. So I had gotten my dream car. It was a 2012 Audi S five. My favorite, favorite car. I've been wanting this car probably since I was 13, 14 years old since I see since I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, V8, white with red interior. I just got really, really lucky, you know, on this deal. It was a great price, you know. Um, It might sound like an expensive car, but in reality, it wasn't, you know, too badly priced. It would just, you just have to learn again. Like we talked about finding good deals. Yeah. Finding steals. I'm
0: sure it took you months on end. Oh, Um, absolutely.
1: It took me a year and a half.
0: Sheesh. Yeah. Because just even looking at, in my instance, buying my first car took me a good 8 months and that was so frustrating man because i was at that time i felt like i was at a place where i I want if i saw something i wanted it yep but then you know my dad taught me like no you got to look at you know your monthly payments you got to look at interest you got to look at everything the full picture and that's when i started realizing oh i'm actually paying for this so yeah let me let me take a year to really just see what i can invest in and see what would make sense at this time
1: absolutely so everybody that knows me that will be watching this Mm -hmm. knows how dearly I held this car to my heart modified it did all my little knickknacks to it even wrapped it at one point in some crazy color combinations um man I love that thing so going back to the question that you had said of how far will you go to
2: be uncomfortable yeah I sold that car Mm. to have money for this gym
1: for this dream of mine I didn't want to, it hurt me. I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. And I, I, I cried. Oh wow. I cried over it. Cause you know, I, that, that was my dream car that I just right. sold off. And it was, it was like, I gave a piece of my heart away. You know, it's like seeing my childhood dream. Just, I, I thought, I thought that car was going to die with me. Wow. That's a, that's a big statement. Yeah, I mean, and it's not, and and I'm not saying that I would have driven it forever. Yeah, sure, I would have gotten a couple other things here and there. Um, but I like for me, it's like when I when I think about that car in in the past, it was more like I want to keep that car to hand it down to like my kids or my kids' kids and just see how far it can actually get. You know, just have it be a project in my family. Um, so me getting rid of that car was like a really really big deal for me, but I knew that I was investing in a better future. And I to be honest also just didn't have a tr- uh, didn't have a choice. It's either that or I continue to be at the same point that I am. So when you ask how uncomfortable I'm willing to be, extremely. I will give up anything and everything to get to my goal. Um and again, this goes back to the 11.52. You know, $11.52. That's not enough that's not enough in today's society to do anything you know maybe you'll get like what two a half two two gallons of gas maybe yeah barely sure. even I
0: mean the people that do have cars and that's one thing yeah. since we're on the car topic I've noticed um living in the valley, not many uh people our age live on their own or have a car, they have one or the other, and I feel like i I take things like that sometimes for granted, not fully to the capacity of like, oh, I wish I had this or that, but more of like cognitive thinking of I have a roof under my head. I have a car, you know, I have stuff that I want to get that I am able to get most of the time. And like you mentioned, just being in that mindset of on a flip of a switch though. And the funny part is my girlfriend and I have had this conversation. Like what happens when shit hits the fan, What goes? What are you willing to put up? Just like in this case, you put your car up. I was like, these gone, you know, all the materialistic bullshit that I put on every day that in a way, a little bit masks my identity, but at the end of the day, it makes me feel confident gone because that I don't need it. Absolutely. You know, and for what I'm trying to build for what you built, I think it's a,
1: it's a temporary happiness that you can easily get back after a couple of years. And it's not only a temporary happiness that you can get back, but you can also elevate it. Oh, yeah. Right. It's it's you do it the right way. It's endless of what you can attain and achieve. You know, something that might bring you happiness now. You could easily ten tenfold it, you know, in a couple of years. It just depends on how much you're willing to sacrifice in the moment. Um, me, for me personally. I have come to realize that I only work best under pressure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. So, and, and, and I'll kind of take it back to a couple months where it was, it started to get a little comfortable for me, right? Bills are coming in, things are getting paid, yada, yada, whatever it may be. I started to feel lazy oh. to some extent. I didn't feel like... I was reaching for the next step or necessarily putting in the effort to figure out what the next step might be for me in business, you know, or where I would want to take this as a whole. Um, And as of recently, I started to put myself in more tougher positions financially and business wise. And again, having tougher conversations with certain people, um, putting, taking out, we'll say certain loans or whatever else it may be just to put myself into a position of proper growth. Yeah. Um, Hold you accountable. Exactly. Hold me accountable. Now I have more things to worry about in a way. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, if I had this much money, stress would be pretty much eliminated. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada. Yeah. Y'all don't really understand more money equals more problems to an extent, obviously. Um, It also depends on how you look at it, but At the end of the day, I really do think more money does equal more problems and problems is, it has a negative connotation to it. Uh, I don't see it as something negative. I see the word problems as a positive statement, right? It's just an issue that you're just getting over or trying to resolve. And it's allowing you to break free onto the next step of your journey. Oh yeah. You know, and that's, that's wholeheartedly what I believe. It shows.
0: I mean, it shows you have the track record of, uh, in this case, you mentioned uh, working your best under pressure. Um, It it goes all along the line of uh, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games, and that's a saying that I'll always live by. And you really find out who the real players are, like you said, when you're down bad, your back's against the wall. Or in this case, you have everything you could possibly want going for you and you don't know what to do and or what's next. So you get yourself into more problems, let's say opportunities, or in this case, um, areas to elevate, you know, your brand or your individual self, and you either do it or you don't. Absolutely. So, by the way, guys, this is uh, Hammy, um, owner of Concept Co. Uh, really, I'm, I'm excited, man, because everything that we just got done talking about these last 15 minutes is just key, and I knew you were a hit when I first met you. So not even to just go backwards, but to keep going on what we've been kind of going off of and platforming on that. Hammy was a perfect guest for season three of BHD, the determined phase, because you showed me what it takes to be a determined individual. And what I mean by determined, yeah, you have the mindset you have, you know, the dedication to do it, what you're doing in the gym, but you're determined to be a good person. And I think that's what stuck out the most. And that's really what kind of fueled me to get to the point to where I sent you the link of, hey man, I would love to talk about your story. I'd love to get you get to know you more, which isn't always easy. You know, it's it's hard to go after someone maybe like minded like you and just be like, Hey man, teach me. You know, come talk to me on a platform and really talk about what you're doing and how you got to this point. Because everything nowadays, like we've talked about, is ego based. Absolutely and I'm not that guy. I used to be that guy. Terrible. I was not happy. But a couple years down the road, I figured out, you know, who cares? No one cares. The happy people that are happy don't care about what you're wearing or who you are, or what you did the last year. You, for instance, carry those traits. We're here now. And I'm very excited because you're a selfless person. And I wrote down, who taught you that? But not only who taught you that, why do you still till this day be selfless towards people that may not even give a shit about who you are
2: and still do that on a daily basis? Hmm. How do I properly answer this question?
1: So in the sense of who taught this to me, I don't think there's just one person per se. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you know, it's just my parents or it's like religion based or it's friends based. I think it's a collective group effort of everything combined. Okay. I have, you know, in my opinion or in my eyes, one of the best friend groups out there. You know, we're all we all have our own independent businesses. Again, it goes back to that statement, surround yourself with people who you want to be like, you know, who wants to elevate, who wants to grow. Um, That's who you should be accompanied with. Um, My parents, uh, my dad passed away, but you know, may he rest in peace. But my mom, my mom was a major part of my upbringing. Um, She always taught me what's right from wrong and not in the sense of, Oh, this is right. This is wrong. But she more so taught me how to decide for myself what is right and wrong. Oh, okay. You know, she just didn't, she didn't tell me, Oh, lying is wrong. Mm. She said, okay, if you, hear, if you hear a lie, how do you determine if it's right or wrong? What is, what is going to click in your head that's telling you this person is lying? Or are you going to sit there and give them the benefit of the doubt? Right. A lot of my trainers, they say the same thing. They're, I have run into plenty of issues with them of... I wouldn't get into the nitty gritty of their personal uh, problems, but I've given tons of people second, third, fourth, fifth chances in hopes that people will change. A lot of these guys came in with mad egos, mad egos. None of them, they all had, they all, they, all of them had their heads up their asses. Mm -hmm. None of them were humbled. They came to me and I'm just like, okay, listen, I see that you're up there, but you acting like you're up there doesn't mean shit. Right. Of course. The, yeah. the easiest way I could put this is when you walk into a room and if you, if you walk into a room and you have to say something to grab somebody's attention, you have zero presence. Versus if you walk into a room and people already feel the energy that you're putting out without saying a word that's when you know you as an individual hold some weight. Mm. And this is like my biggest thing trying to teach all my trainers in there. When I die one day, I don't want to be left on this earth with everybody thinking, you know, Hamza owned a gym. Um, That's it. You know, he worked out, he looked good, he drove cars, yada, yada. I don't, I don't care about any of that. All that stuff is nice temporarily. Yeah. That's not what I want you to remember me for. I want you guys to remember me for a lesson that I've taught or a memory, a funny memory that I've brought to you. Something I've helped you with something I've helped you realize, um, a deep conversation we might've had. Those are core memories that are always going to stay within your heart. Yeah. That's, uh, the touch. Yeah. Absolutely. Not necessarily
0: the, the resume you had and, Uh, Again, uh, something just to to agree on with you because I want to know that the people that are showing up to my funeral, it would be nice, hundreds to thousands, but not because they knew who I was, majority because I helped them in an instance or whatever that looked like. And I feel like that in terms of weighing anything, that weighs more than my time playing college baseball, my time playing sports and i think we talked about a little bit but being a a one-dimensional character let's just say you're a main character in your own life I'm my own main character but being a one-dimensional character doesn't get you anywhere in life which is why you're doing all these opportunities that you're taking advantage of which is why you know in this case yes we're sitting on a podcast but i don't want to be the podcaster i want to be the guy that talks to you for five minutes and you're like, Oh yeah, this guy's going to do something. He's going to touch people point blank, you know? So
1: it, and to play off of that, that's probably one of the only reasons why I agree, I, why I agreed to this. I've had a lot of people reach out to me for podcasts. Yeah. I've that's done one or two. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't necessarily a fan of him just because mm-hmm. I felt like, and this is something that I had to learn as I was kind of getting into this business and, also, I'm not, I'm not going to use the term influencer by any means. I okay. absolutely hate that term. Really? Real quick, um, why? Because to me, an influencer nowadays doesn't mean shit. That's true. You just have a big following. You could be, you could, yeah. your, your brain size could be the size of a peanut. Your IQ is just shit. Oh, easily. All you got is, we'll say, a couple hundred thousand followers. Suddenly, you're an influencer. Hmm. What did you influence? A product? You put your promo code out there. That's what you're influencing? You're collecting a check. I know way more people that have influence over you that probably only got like 50 followers. Your your number, your follower count doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean shit. People people could follow you for tons of reasons. Yeah, you might be attracted to them or attractive for them. You know, they just might some might like some of the content you post. That doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily mean you're influencing them, right? They might. Who only they, they might only want to follow you just to neglect the lifestyle, right? Maybe talk bad about it, give you some evil eye. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. You never know anyone's intention. No. Does anyone truly have influence? I don't think so. I think some of the greatest people that actually have influence are people that nobody knows about. When you talk about mentors, when you talk about people who don't have a platform, those to me, those people, they have a fucking influence. Because they yeah. don't care about what other people think. I don't want to be famous. Me personally, I don't.
0: Yeah. That's that's a great statement that you just said.
1: Like I I don't want the following. I don't want to be responsible for all these people. I'm my own individual. All of you guys are all your own individuals. Take something, learn it from other people, but don't pray to don't pray to these, you know, influencers per se. They're not gods. No, it's, it's weird. It's a weird uh, concept to
0: think of the American lifestyle and what we do. And people from other countries look at us and they're like, these kids are idiots because they really, they're looking at someone that has, you know, 2 million followers that is the same age as them and saying, Oh, I'll do anything for this guy. You know, I want to be where he's at where in reality, he's taking a shit in the same restroom that they are majority of the time. But the ones that are great, like you said, the mentors that have the influence are the ones that have people talking about the stuff they're doing and sharing that, not them talking about it. Denzel Washington is one of my favorite guys to listen to. And every time I'm on TikTok or Instagram, it's someone using something he said at a college graduation that he was speaking at as a keynote speaker, not because he was in a movie or not because he was doing something, you know, to raise you know, money for whatever. He was literally giving a speech at his alma mater that he went to, you know, 10 years ago. And that hit. And it's a huge trending voice over, whatever you want to call it. People use it all the time. But why is that? Because you take someone like him and you take any other influencer that got big off TikTok, bro, come on now. It's Denzel Washington literally gets it. He gets it. And he doesn't have to do a damn thing other than talk to someone
1: and be like, you just live your life and oh, boom, that's, that's, that's it. it. That's it. I want to give a really good example actually. And I think about this constantly and this is probably the most, this, this is the example that I give very often of how I would like to live my life essentially. So Alphalete, who's the owner of Alphalete? Right, CG. CG. Who's the owner of Gymshark? Um, if you showed me a face, I know who you could. Would be. See? And I, I love the fact that you have no... I, a, little, a little part of me was hoping that you would know. But the no. fact that you don't know blows my mind. Gymshark, the owner, Ben Francis... There we go. ...is probably worth four, five, or six times over CG is.
0: Oh, easily. Easily. He started it. He started let's, it. Let's be honest. He's, Absolutely. He started the wave.
1: But look at the influence that Jim Shark has or Ben Francis had without his face ever being in the picture. Mm. Versus CG, his face needed to be in the picture for his audience to grow. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Props to both of these guys. Mm -hmm. You know, CG's done a great, great thing. He's built a fantastic community. He's built Alpha Leap from the ground up. I've seen it, watched all his videos. I'm a big fan. I'm a supporter. Yeah. Um, so I have nothing bad to say about these two. But to me, this is like a whole different playing field when we're talking about Ben Francis and we're talking about somebody who is an non-influencer. Mm-hmm. But he's done so much. They're right around the same age, but they're playing on two completely different planets. Not even a field. We're on two different planets right now. We're talking about Ben Francis, who's going toe-to-toe almost with Nike. Yeah, that's that's incredible. See, I don't know
0: numbers like that. Um, but I will say that stepping into this gym industry and the branding and the athletic wear that's gone big... I mean, I've always known Gymshark was, you know, that was when we were in high school, middle school. That's when Gymshark was huge. Like everyone was wearing Gymshark. And now it's like, obviously it opened opportunities and doors for other people. But that's interesting you mentioned that because I didn't know that. And now that I think about it,
1: he he doesn't need his face. He doesn't, He, he doesn't need it. Like he's not the face of the brand. And that's partly why I love the way that I'm kind of going about concept as a whole. When people walk into concept, they have no idea that I own the place. And that's my that's absolutely my favorite part. <laughs> they think some of the trainers that are in there because they're so showboating, so flashy, yeah, they I think can. that some of them own it. I'm like, that's cool. I don't I I don't care. You could you could pretend like you own it. It doesn't matter to me, it doesn't bother me. Right. You know, the people that know know that's all that matters to me. But that to me is my favorite thing and this was very, very important for me, especially on a business decision or aspect going into it, where I didn't want my name attached to the business mm-hmm. in the sense of I never wanted my personal life or decisions that I make in my personal life to intertwine or affect my business. That makes sense. We've seen it multiple times with influencers where they make personal decisions. We'll say, for example. You got a husband and wife, right? Massive hit on YouTube, whatever it may be. They got a company, merchandise, yada, yada. Husband cheats. That's a wrap. Whole business is gone. What do you do then? The business is affected. Money's not flowing anymore. It's a waterfall effect. If my name were to be taken out of concept right now... Oh, it's standing still. It's, it's standing still. It's going... It's going straight up still. And no, I love that. Nothing would change. Which is funny because
0: I did a lot of research before I decided to go into this whole this whole marketing scheme that you did with, the, with, you know, bringing in other people that are allowed to go into your gym. And I was like, I need to figure out who this dude is because I'm the type of guy where I, I think of it. I'm like, okay, if I'm going into someone that has their own, you know, locally owned or private business. I'm, I'm a big believer and I want to support people that, you know, are good people. You know, in essence and it's it's taken a lot for me to get there. I used to just give my money to whatever. Still sometimes, yeah, but I'm I'm more cognitive about what I do and who I do it with. And I said, you know what? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna pay a membership, in this case, you know, a membership that's more than just a planet fitness or an EOS. I'm gonna make sure that I'm giving my money to someone that I could see myself being friends with. So I remember going on your guys's page or on your Instagram page on your website and I'm like, I cannot find this guy anywhere. And I mean, I don't know how long you've had it in your, your bio. Um, but I know when I looked, I was like, I couldn't find a name to uh, put a name to a face. And eventually, like when I walked in just shortly, when I walked in, I remember coming in through the back because your guys is, um, what do you call it? Your, uh, the, gate. the gate was, yep. was open. And I'm like, all right, like I'm looking in. I'm all, you know what? I don't, I don't want to walk on the, you know, the turf carpet area. Cause you know, people are working out. So trying to walk in and just, taking everything in like looking around like, okay, well, I don't know where I'm walking to, but I'm just going to walk towards the back and <laughs> I see a group of people and like, I'm just going to ask them a question. You know, I, I, at 10 years before that, I would have stood there and just probably waited until I had anxiety and just left. But I saw you and a few other people and I was like, I was like, and you caught me and you're like, Hey, are you Fabian? I'm like, yeah. What's up, man? <laughs> like, how you doing? I was just like, Oh, someone's wanting to talk to me. Come in, let's talk. I was like, "All right, cool." I didn't know who you were. I was gonna assume that you were the owner, and then I wasn't gonna assume that you weren't a nobody. I was just like, "Cool, dude, I'll talk." <laughs> you want to take me into you know, your guys'
1: <laughs> the little back to your little room, back room uh, and just
0: chat it up for a while until someone talks to me and talks business. That. Let's do it. So we did. We sat down. You know, we uh, we talked about. Tons of things in a matter of 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, no, oh, this dude's pretty cool. And then you're like, all right, let's talk about the membership. And I was like, oh shit.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I remember I just
0: went right into I was everything. Like, dude. Boom. That's, and it's funny. I wanted that. If you would have told me, is this exactly how you want it? I'd have been like, no, because it, it wouldn't have felt real. Right. But the fact that it happened that way, I was like, I'll take my money. <laughs> yes.
1: I'll 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 do it. Let's 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 run it, you know. I love that. And it was and again, you know, this just goes back to I guess the memories that I want to keep with people or have people live with, right? Um who knows? Me and you might have a much stronger connection in the future. We might become best friends, you know? Like anything's possible. Right. But in the event that me and you don't, right? You're going to remember that interaction for a very long time. Oh, easily. I didn't treat you like you were just a number. Yeah. I didn't treat you like you were 60 bucks getting put, getting put into my pocket. Right. You're a human being. You're an individual. And I got to learn about you. I love learning about people. I love sitting there having a conversation. I don't want to make you feel like you're just a number or Mm -hmm. you're a stepping stone to where I need to get to. I think that's fucked up just all around for anybody to do. Other gyms like, yeah, I get on, on a bigger scale yeah, you're running through a ton of people every, every single time. That's, that's a whole different game. Yeah. But if we're talking about smaller facilities, we're talking about places like I'll name drop it for the sake of this conversation, but you know, you could take this out if you choose to, um, like muscle factory, you know, they probably don't know all their members at all. You know, I've had a ton of people come in from muscle factory for, for this membership. And they've told me the exact same thing. They said, I was expecting you just to give me the price and me just be on my way out. Mm -hmm. Because they've gone to Muscle Factory, they've gone to Track Club, they've gone to other smaller gyms for memberships, and nobody's taking the time to sit there and just be like, how's your day? Yeah, What's your name? What do you do for a living? Nothing. Here's a contract. Give me your 100 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever the membership price is. Get the fuck out. That's it. And I think that's not a proper or healthy way especially for like a smaller community standpoint all these other small gyms out there yes i do understand that time is money but when you're investing into people that's that's essentially priceless easily it's and it's a it's a people business so i
0: I can understand and not to discredit that there's a right or wrong way to do anything. I truly believe that you can do anything you want if you obviously, you know, put in the work for it. But I do believe that the ones that are taking the extra mile to learn more about these people, in, in this case, what you're doing, you could have the smallest gym ever and you sat and had a 20-minute conversation with me. I'm there. You know, give me what you have to work with. Oh, hey, man, we are um, all of our racks just like, malfunction they're not working we have to you know get new ones just work with us give us like a few weeks you know we'll, we'll be on it dude do what you got to do you know if i can help any just let me know if i need to come in and help you guys put in some new stuff like i'll do it without any pay ass that kind of that kind of work you know that because at the end of the day you're using me and i'm using you which it's transactional it has to be because if i wasn't getting anything from you I'm sorry, but why, why are you in my life? Absolutely. You know, why why are we here? And I truly believe that, but it's the fact that you did and now it provides the opportunity to anything that comes your way that can be a, a mishap or, you know, something that doesn't go right. I, I won't judge you. I won't judge the gym. And it's because of the person you are, you know, like you, you got to give people that chance. Absolutely. And if you want people to give you that chance, then you just got to... It's got to be a good person. <laughs> it's, it's two seconds. That's, two seconds that's all it takes. Minutes.
1: Yeah. That's all it takes. And that's it. Like you, you literally just build that little rapport.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're no longer that dickhead that they walked in thinking that you were suddenly you're a whole different person. Suddenly you're like, okay, fuck. Like I kind of know him now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm also going to sidetrack for a second and just address the elephant in the room. Cause I feel like I've already gotten a couple looks and then I don't know how it's looking on camera right now, um, but I'm sure people in the, People watching this might be trying to figure out what's happening, but my hand. Um, <laughs> Dude, how am I just seeing that?
2: <laughs> That's, That's funny.
1: Wild. I literally, I've been, it's been in my pocket, and it's been collecting heat. Oh my like, god! Okay, I just got to pull it out. Fuck yeah, it, whatever. Wow. Um, so I know I did not get burned. No, this is not an injury or anything. Uh, so my best friend actually just got married on Saturday. Okay. And you know what henna is? Yes. Yeah. So like that temporary yeah, tattoo yeah, yeah, yeah. almost um so my best friend he's sudani um which is in africa a part of africa okay and pretty much the groom and all his best friends will put henna into their palm and will go ahead and clench her fist for about like an hour hour and a half and so that henna kind of sets um oh. this is just more of a cultural Thinking. An hour, hour and a half. I mean, it's not that bad when you have friends and you're kind of yeah. having a conversation with everybody. Yeah. Um, but I know yeah. on camera, because I've been getting questions about it a lot, I'm like, damn, it just looks like I either burned myself or I'm still coming off my Halloween costume, whatever <laughs> it may be. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't want anybody to think otherwise. Oh, no, that's funny. Man. Uh, this is I just don't... more of a cultural thing. So don't freak out if you see my, my hand like this. No, that's great. Uh, that's, uh, culture's huge. Yeah, oh, that's culture's huge. And th- this right here, this right here is why I'm not going to say this specific reason, but culture is why I opened up concept. Interesting. Uh, I came from, I'm not going to name drop the gym, but a, another private training facility. Yeah, we have it on notes. Don't worry. Yeah. So, we have it on record. I am not going to name drop them, but I came from another smaller uh, training facility and the problem that I see with a lot of training facilities now is they are also culturally unaware to an extent. Yeah. Right. All they care about is bodybuilding, weightlifting, and that's, that's fine. But there's a sense of entitlement when you kind of look at the
2: demographic of people that are actually running these facilities in the most non ignorant manner. To me, it was about time that us people of color got a place of their own a place to call home Mm. without
1: feeling uncomfortable and that's that's all it was it was just culture environment atmosphere bringing all cultures communities religion it didn't matter everything i just wanted it to be such a universal place and you hear it from other places you hear it from other people like oh you know this gym kind of gives me this off vibe yada yada whatever it may be it's like ah there's these type of people in there there's these type of people in there you just got people all over i mean the gym will accept it because you're going to give them money so whatever they don't care at the end of the day but it's some of the people that you're allowing in there that are kind of also creating this subculture inside that community which gives it we'll say probably not the best of vibes Um, And that's something that I kind of wanted to really bring into concept on my brand where it was a place for everybody. It didn't matter your religion, your race, your culture, where you came from, your age, what gender you are, didn't matter to me. This is a place for anybody to come to and feel comfortable. My biggest compliment that I've gotten, and I will always remember this. On my grand opening days, Saturday and Sunday, I know a lot of people face um, heavy anxiety. Yeah. You know, when you go into the gym, when you go into new places. Oh, it's real, for sure. And my biggest compliment from people that specifically have severe anxiety is that they felt extremely comfortable the second they walked in. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a flex. They went out of their way. To come and tell me that, hey, usually the second I
2: open a door and enter a room, I would just walk back out seeing the amount of people. But for some reason, I stayed, and
1: I'm not sure why. They waited because I was talking to everybody. I was kind of making my rounds, kind of making sure everyone was having a you know good time, answering any questions. They
2: waited until I made my way around. To them, chopped it up with them, and then they ended up telling me.
1: And I'm not talking about just one person. Yeah. I'm talking about 15, 20, 30 people. Sheesh, man. That's. This isn't something that I've only gotten from one or two people. That's crazy. I was getting this throughout both of the days, Saturday and Sunday. And it's something that made me feel very proud of. Like, damn, like, I feel like I'm breaking through. In this fitness industry, nobody felt uncomfortable when they were there. Everyone felt like they were being themselves. They were allowed to be themselves.
2: I, I have
1: friends who face severe anxiety. I haven't seen these guys talk to random people ever. <laughs> that day, for some odd reason, they're going and mingling with everybody. Getting their names, Instagrams, everything. That's how it should be. That's how it should be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge, man. Like that's props to you, honestly, for getting it to that point because people are weird. Let's just be honest. Like
1: people people are so weird.
0: Yeah. People are very interesting when it comes to just any social socialization skills or social skills, but I can understand what that feels like because of the expectation you set. Now it all starts with the expectations. You know, you sit down, your trainer's, you sit down people that you allow going to that gym. And the first thing that you say is when you come in, say out of three people, you know, when you leave, pick up after yourself, but make sure, you know, you're just like, Hey, absolutely. Stay later, you know, say, Hey, have a good day. Something. Absolutely. You know, get to know X, Y, and Z, or the more you keep coming in, the boom, friendship connections, whatever. And I witnessed that for myself. Um, It was a night. It was probably like my third week there and I go in pretty late, like eight thirty ish. And this dude is, uh, um, doing a thing in the corner and I'm like, cool. You know, someone's here. Go say what's up. Hey man, what's, what's going on? You know, I'm Fabian. Nice to meet you. And he had his camera with him and I'm like, Oh, cool. I was like, Hey, I like your setup. He's like, you don't mind if I record, right? Well, dude, do what you got to do. I, I appreciate it actually. You know, I like to do content myself. Um, yeah, if you need help with anything, let me know. Like, he's like, all right, like, do you mind any music you want to play? I was like, he was like, I've just been playing whatever. I was like, no, go for it, dude. I'm just, I don't really care about the music, just whatever. So I set up my stuff. He comes over. He's like, hey, like, chopping it up. Like you said, you know, I do this, this, you know, I do video. Do, what do you do? And right there, Instagram connection, boom. I was like, oh, this guy's onto something. <laughs> real, real life, lived out the concept, co uh. You know, expectation and the, the mission, I feel like you know, it's it's yeah. it's nice. It's a good toxic, you know, and in this case, it's toxic energy because absolutely. you're doing it
1: all the time. And it's sometimes not even thought of. It just feels right. Yep. And My biggest thing about that is you never know again what door somebody could open for you. Oh, easily. Right. Maybe he's just some average person. Mm hmm but he might have a connection for you somehow. Let's say you post up something about, let's say you're getting ready to buy a home. You need a mortgage officer, loan officer. And for some reason, he comes to mind and he comes across your post and his dad or his uncle or whoever it may be, his cousin, is one of the top mortgage loan officers out there. And he helps you. That's a solid connection. Oh, you, know, you never know who huge. can open up any door.
0: Yeah, that's a huge connection. And like you mentioned, it takes one conversation, you know, 5 seconds of going up to someone and saying, "Hey."
1: That's all it literally
0: nice takes to. Meet you. No, I completely agree. And I think it's just it's crazy how much people live out of that sense when it comes to what you've built. But now kind of switching it on the flip side, we talked about, you know, the two, I would say, what you, you know, a few times that you were denied um, in, this, in the moment that you're talking about going from gym to gym, trying to figure out what was fitting for you. And there was a specific one that you were at and it came time to looking at technicalities, details. How many people am I retaining compared to other people? And we went over numbers and you said, this was a time that I felt like I needed to be compensated for what I was bringing. Yes. You know, you waited next amount of days, X amount of months, and you felt like it was your time. And each time that you went, they said, no, were you scared at any moment of that time? Going back to second, third, or even the first
1: of that potential. No, no, not at all. So, and this is, this is actually a conversation that I kind of recently had with some of my trainers about um, very difficult conversations and quote unquote conversations being embarrassing, right? Uh, to me, it's only embarrassing if you make it embarrassing, mm, I like right? That. It's only awkward if you make it awkward. If I go in there with full confidence and I don't think it's awkward, yeah. you will question yourself if that conversation was actually awkward or not. You're going to be like, hmm. Actually, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. It wasn't awkward for him. So, why should it be awkward for me? I didn't care. I knew what I wanted. I knew it was a tough question to ask. Mm -hmm. I knew a lot of people wouldn't ask a second or third time. I had nothing to lose. What did I have to lose? Some people might sit here and be like, oh, your pride, your dignity, this and that. To an extent, I truly believe that you have to
2: give up some small portion of dignity or self-worth if you really want to grow you have to again
1: live below your means that's that's what i mean by it you have to learn to kind of put yourself down humble yourself to an extent in order for you to grow if you're going to live in this mentality of i I deserve this i'm better than this or you you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to grow internally you know like oh like Let's say, for example, on this retention rate. Oh, you know they didn't. They denied me once. I'm not going to go back. Like, screw them. Fuck them. Whatever. Yada yada. It's my pride that's getting in the way. No. Okay. They're going to keep you at that forever. Yeah. They're They're not going to think Some twice. They're going to take advantage. Of know? course, they're going to take advantage. That's how you get taken advantage of. <laughs> you put your yeah. pride aside. You go in there head first. All right. Cool. I need another one. Another one. You keep asking. You get denied. All right, cool. Now it's on you. Now you make the decision. What do you want to do? You want to keep asking? You want to keep getting denied? Or you, or do you want to move on? At what point was
0: that a realization, obviously I'm a big believer and, very, and I'm religious on my own end too, is of everything happens for a reason. You know, at every given day, you know, that say this didn't work out. You text me, hey, something came up. Sorry, I can't be there, but I got to take care of this. I would have probably been in a moment of, dang, man, like that. It's over. So what? You know, the so what mentality. And it's it's good and bad, but I'm more on the good side because you weren't meant to be here. It wasn't right. your time. You know, you have to take care, and I'm trusting you're taking care of everything you need to take care of. That's your own shit. I am not going to worry about what you have to take care of. But all I know is I got everything set up, and now I know that I have everything I can to be great for that next potential opportunity or for whatever else comes in. That's the way I look at it. So in these three times that you got told no, at what point did you sit there and you told yourself, and what, what did that look like when you were like, mate, it's just not meant to work out? Was it it's not meant to work out at this gym? Or was it it's
1: I still have a lot to, to learn? I think after the first time I get denied. I knew they weren't going to give it to me. Okay. So, but I went and I went ahead and asked just for my own sake Mm -hmm. and sorry. No, you're fine. To give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, okay, let me just give them a chance. I'll ask again. Got denied. Ask again. So the third time, and I think, I don't think you touched on this. So the third time after I got denied, I had put in my two weeks. Right. I made the decision. I said, "Okay, cool." I asked you guys denied it. I don't feel valued. It's my time to leave. It's my time to part ways. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but we'll figure it out. They ended up calling me. I ended up hopping on a call with the company's um, original president manager, yeah. whatever you want to call it, and then our facility our our locations manager as well. I'm on a three way call, and essentially. They're calling me back after they scene seen that I put my two weeks in. Seeing my numbers break down, my retention rate and everything. They ended up giving me what I wanted. They said, okay, well, we can't lose you. We didn't think you were going to leave. We thought you were just going to shut up and just take what we said. <laughs> shut up and move on, man. That's it, you know? Like, that's typically what happens. That's typically what happens. Yeah. You just shut up. You get denied. You shut up. You try to work it out. And then you leave but that that wasn't the case for me. They accepted my initial pay increase because that's essentially what I asked for. I asked for an increase in pay just because of the work that I was putting in. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very short period of time that I was putting in um, this tremendous growth for the company. And after hearing that they wanted to extend that offer to me, I can hear the panic almost in their voice. Oh, yeah. Love right, that. They're kind of like struggling. They're like, okay, oh, yeah. like, come on. We got it. We like, we need, we need, we need you to stay. Like, we don't know who else is going to fill this role, whatever. And I told them, I was like, I'm sorry, guys. I respectfully declined the offer. You guys, I've asked, you made me ask three times and I don't feel like I was valued enough. It, it took me three times and then putting in my two week notice for you guys to even bat an eye. And that alone was enough for me. Uh,
0: and do you look, feel like age? Sorry. Do you feel like age had anything to do with those decisions?
1: Uh, I I wouldn't say age, but I would say um, personal experiences. Okay. And again, just the way I've grown up, and again, going back to simple things like my mother has taught me. Um, or, like, my friends have taught me how to, like, make decisions like that. Yeah. Right? It's not about what's right or wrong. It's about, okay, how do I actually analyze and break this down mm-hmm. and then make that decision based off of what I'm actually breaking down. For me, any decisions that I make always goes through almost like a bullet-pointed system in my head. I got a pros and cons list. I'll bullet point all my pros. I'll bullet point all my cons. Whatever outweighs the other is essentially my answer. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: My dad uh, taught me on the same concept. You know, you got to write things out. You got to play things out in your head. What, you know, what are the good things that are going to come out of this? But, you know, what's going to balance that out? And what side is it weighing more towards to be able to make that decision that you're going to be able to live with? And in this case, it's it's wild because I feel like a lot of people make these decisions, these calculated risks, which aren't really calculated in their head. They feel like it's calculated, what you mentioned, and say I'm too good for a corporate job. I should be getting paid X, Y, and Z. I know I have the skill set and capability to start something on my own. I don't need you. Here's my two weeks. Did everything you did, but it was a fact that they were so. And the way I like to to say is, I like to, to say it is you throw your throw your ego on the table you throw your jacket on the table and you say here's me being insecure you throw your insecurity on the table and you say i am not ready to be in a position to where i can fully manage myself and my business and that's where i'm at with things but i feel like a lot of people make the decision you make based off of their ego based off of their skill set based off of a couple of different areas that they received cash in you know a little bit of cash flow came in a couple months oh i'm ready I asked for this raise, they don't want to give me it, but why aren't they giving it to you? Is it really because you did everything you possibly can? In this case, you have numbers to show for it. But is it really because you're doing everything you can to get to that next phase or that raise or that level? Or is it because you see someone else has it and you feel like you being there for two to three years is enough to say, I want this?
1: Uh, You know, kind of to play off of that. So the problem that, and I'll kind of address this situation, specifically my situation, was that I wasn't there. Again, I was only there for about six to eight months. And the numbers were just phenomenal through the roof. Yeah, 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 exactly. They were through the roof. So I was going almost toe-to-toe with their top trainer, right? I'm talking about in the Valley. They, were, they just could not fathom that my retention rate was that well. And again, this goes back to me, and this is also kind of where the idea of me treating people like you're a fucking human being comes from yeah i don't come in there and these people are they're they're feeding me all these clients they're telling me okay this is what you got i'm not coming there and i'm like okay yeah this let's let's go train i'm asking you how your day is first i'm asking you what you do over the weekend i'm asking you things about your kids your life um i'm getting to know you on more of a personal level you know that that's really what kept a lot of these clients around it's it's not a secret formula. It's not. It's not. Right. You treat somebody right. Yeah. You treat them like they that like they belong. Right? You treat them like they belong and they'll stay. That's all that matters. It's it's yeah, it's it's a dumbfounded
0: experience that not many people, in this case, you were taught by many people, starting with your mom. You know? Same with me. I was starting at a very young age with my family, and I would say even, you know, just being religious, but to kind of get into this bluntness of question. Did any of that have to do with your culture and where you come from with your background of being the religious um, stance
1: that you have? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Man, that's sad. Let's elaborate on this a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I think it's the amount of confidence that you walk with. Mm. I don't think I walk around. Like if, if, if you see me walk around, I don't think you would come up to me and be like, hey, fuck you. Right? Yeah. But there are other people out there that might be a little bit more shy, a little bit more. I will say they lack a little bit more confidence. It gives other people confidence to go up to them and start bullying them. Whatever it may be. Say names, say whatever. Like, oh, you know, your skin color, your religion, your race, whatever. Um, and I wholeheartedly believe that if you walk around with enough confidence, nobody's telling you shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's an interesting take because I some I somehow am on the flip side of that from experiences that I've had. And again, like there's just everyone has their own differences with whatever and it it wasn't a oh okay because I was shocked that hasn't happened to you. It was more of a okay, like good for you that you I don't wish that upon anyone. You know, no one should have to be, you know, have the feeling of being, you know, something looks wrong with them or and not to say that I've had it the worst ever, but I've experienced some instances, and it was the fact that I walked too tall. I walked too straight. I walked too with, you know, a little swag in my step, you know, with the, the fashion, the earrings, the bracelets, regardless of what if it was in sports, regardless if it was just me walking in the mall or in a Walmart. It was always something that people didn't like. And the first excuse that gets made, I feel like in the instances I've had is, Oh, he's Puerto Rican. Oh, he's Dominican. And the crazy part about it is, I'm not even any of those, man. Like I'm Mexican. That's the funny part about all of this is because oh, he's flashy. He's this. He's that. And it's like people base, base, stereotypical colors. Oh, absolutely. To act certain ways. Like, what do you want me to act as a Mexican? You know, Americanized human being. How do you want me to walk? Do you want me to walk like I'm an insecure little bitch? Do you want me to not dress in a way that I don't even, I can't even put a thought or like an assumption to what walking like I don't walk would be, would look like. So why is it that we try to base off of color, religious stance or money, how someone should do things? And it's, it's stupid and it's stupid because I'm 25 years old (laughs) I'm in a fucking industry that I work with a bunch of people, older people that have certain stances, certain beliefs, you know, a little different from where I'm at with things, not all of them, but, um, but yeah, I still don't take, get taken serious in some instances. Just like you weren't taken serious with your, your raise that you asked for. And it's frustrating. It really is, wow. you know? So to, to wrap all of that up in that weird sequence, I think the bottom line of it is you're original and you're yourself. And I don't mean original as you're the most original person ever. I'm saying you're original to yourself and you stayed true to yourself. Like you mentioned, which I'm going to read here in a bit. And I think that just to tie all this together, that is what makes you great.
1: If that makes sense. Absolutely. And, uh, I think that's what should make anybody great. Yeah, you know, just being yourself. You don't have to change yourself or act a certain way or act put on put on a face. It doesn't matter. I don't care if people don't like me. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, I don't care what. And my friends know this. My friends, uh, to be honest, sometimes they get irritated by me because my lack of care for a yeah. lot of their opinions. <laughs> right? That's funny. I genuinely just don't care. The less you, the more you start caring less about what other people say. Oh, easily. The easier your life is going to get. And what's funny is well, that. More people are going to be drawn to you, oh yeah, because of that. if I'm being honest, I'm a total dick. I'm a total dick, like you might not see it. I might be a nice guy, I'm a nice guy. I feel like um, if we're talking like strictly, if I was to look at
0: you after one conversation and I think I mentioned it, you're blunt. you're the guy that in all the room, okay, if let's just say you worked for me, and I had my own thing out of the whole room, I'd want to hear your opinion because yours would overweigh anyone else's because you actually know what you're talking about. And I feel like what you're saying is nothing but the truth. And if, I would love for you to at least actually experience the way I like
1: sit there and talk to these
0: guys. That'd sometimes. be interesting. That'd be, that'd be something that I would probably, you got to pay
1: money to see that. I feel like, Oh man, like that goes down. Oh man. But, it, it, if I was in a corporate world, I would have gotten fired. Uh, uh, just off of HR. Oh, easily. That. I made that are comfortable for me and that I'm okay with living with doesn't necessarily, it might not be right, but to me, I'm okay with that and that's what matters.
0: Yeah. And I think to, to help you out with that is, you know, that the ones that really get it are going to push back on you and be like, yo, dude, that was fucked up. Absolutely. What you just did right there. It's not cool. Regardless of what situation it is, it could be anything, but for you to have the trust in your trainers and your f- team or your friend group, you have to expect the trust out of them to tell you hey you're 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 acting up bro like that's that's Absolutely. out of pocket like bring it down a little bit, I get your point, you know your point's there, but that's not the way to go about it you know there's other ways you, tr- yes. you tried it, don't do that again like yeah. and you got to be able to w- willingly to receive that yeah. and it's it's a it's a two street battle definitely, and I think leading. And this is why there's not many leaders or, you know, CEOs or bosses at the ages that we're at because they feel like the experience level is it's all they don't have enough experience. I'm sorry, but everything that I have learned has been experience. You want to talk about jobs, jobs. I've dealt with more terrible supervisors and that is on a hand from terrible supervisors to the amount of people that I've met in my life that I could say that were good leaders to me. I've had very on my, I could count them on my hands of coaches and leaders and bosses that I've had that were really good. And the only reason that made them good was because they knew how to instill trust. But on the flip side, they knew how to take advice and mold themselves to be good for not one person for their whole team or
1: community. And I think that's where you're headed. Absolutely. For sure. 100%. And that's a, I, I could not have put it any better. So thank you for, um elaborating on that and clearing that up as well um what else you got for me dude
0: so that that last part i like everything else gone but i like that last part so i'll i'm I'm gonna use that um but like i said we we're we're an hour in that's that's great last thing i wanted to kind of go over man and this is something. This part for sure was something that I really, really liked because I'm a big, I'm a big dreamer. I'm a big, uh, I see it. I believe it. I manifest it. I pray for it in terms of not the result oriented, but the, I pray that, you know, I'm healthy. I'm give, I have the opportunities to be healthy, to do the stuff that I want to do in that sense. So you said, or someone said that was on your page with all the hard work that has gone into this brand. You will look back at this moment and realize that taking the sleep was one of the most peaceful decisions you've ever, you have ever made. Remember the hardships that you had to face to get to this exact point, constantly keep growing, learning, and most importantly, building a strong community and supporting those around you, no matter what.
2: Stay true to yourself. You write that. I said that. Okay. But I liked honesty. I appreciate it.
1: No, absolutely. So uh, one of my best friends, he does. Um, so he's a, he's a creative writer. Okay. And he went to school for just it. Just United it all college. together. He, he's the one that I, I literally am just flung. I'm having a conversation with him just like I'm having it with you. Yeah. Right. All he did was take what I was trying to say and make it pretty to read. That's, that's, uh, that's all that matters. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, you know, I wrote. And that, I appreciate. That. It. I suck at writing, if I'm being honest. No, God, dude, it's, yeah, it's. I a, could talk. It's an um, art for sure, it's but yeah, you know, it's 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 you know he's he's great at it. Yeah. Uh, he writes a lot of the stuff for um, a lot of the descriptions for like my clothing brand oh, as nice. well. The con- behind concept, the, the meaning behind it, behind yeah. each piece of the um, clothing article. He, he helps him with a lot of the marketing as well. Um, yeah, just like I said, you know, just like having good people around you again you never know what they could do when was this what year uh this was so i believe you got that from was it a video or was it something that you read no this was on your website My, what, this my was website. On your about okay or perfect or yes that's what i was thinking so that was when i first opened up which was 2019 Jeez. You understand, right,
0: that we are sitting live when this, when you're listening to this, this so probably be seven to 10 days before 2023.
2: What hits? What do you see when you hear that right off the bat? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that statement? I think it's just remembering where I came from, the struggle, the hard work, the hours that I put in. That's, that's
1: really what that statement means to me. It's just like when I read back at it of looking at a brighter future and looking at what I want to establish and build, and now I'm looking at current times. It's, it's unbelievable to me that I've even gotten to this point. I don't know how I even got here if I'm being honest, (laughs) but, and and I'm not (laughs) going to sit here and I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm the only one that did it. That (laughs) statement is a community effort. That statement is 100% everybody around me's effort. That's not just me. Everybody around me that's been a part of my life is in that statement. Hmm. that's what that statement means to me. Everybody has held my
2: hand and helped push me up. I love that. You got to pay it forward. And
0: you're honestly about the creative writer that you had to do this for you in terms of a best friend. I just, I I don't fuck with gatekeepers, man. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I don't mess around with people that, uh, I want to take ownership of stuff. That's not theirs. And I mean, I've, I've done it. Was I happy about it? No. You know, I was, I was raised better than that. I was raised to be better than that, yep. but you get to a certain age and you see something like this and it's easy to be like, I've done that. But for you to sit there and be like your first thought, first thought that just comes into your head and you say community and your team and everyone that was surrounding you when this went through the support that i'm sure people had to have for you because you start saying to your friends hey bro i'm gonna start my own gym <laughs> yeah dude really come on now let's let's be real
1: How, how's that gonna work out <laughs> you know what's funny about that too so, that, that statement only three people oh uh, only three to four people only three to four of my friends knew about that about that I, this no that i was starting a gym
0: and i'm sure all three
1: were on board that's all that's all i needed and that's, that's all it takes. I didn't need anything else when no. I when I opened up when I when I when I announced that I was opening up a gym. I was getting messages left and right, like, "What the fuck? Where'd this come from?" <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Like, shit! What the fuck? Like, how? How are you even coming? Like, how'd you even get to this conclusion? Like, we just heard that you left training at this other place. How are you even getting here? You know, and I even even from my friends, I didn't need their approval. Nah. But it was nice, obviously, to have their support. It's, it's a, I feel like it's a conversation. It's
0: not you looking for approval. It's realistically, man, what is it that you're feeling towards something I'm
1: about to give to you right now? But people don't get that. People don't get that. What you just said there, I feel like more than like 90% of people, I'm going to even say not, I'm going to say some stupid number. like 99% of people, 100% are looking for approval. That's I, I have friends that look for approval. And if they don't get your physical approval or your verbal approval, they won't do the shit that they say that they want to do. Why? Just because you think it's not right. And th- that's, that's really it. And like to me, wow. and I, and th- this goes back to you being your own individual person, you know, yeah. your own being, make your own decisions, live with it, live with the rights and wrongs. That's how you're going to grow
0: no
2: that's as
1: simple as that no that's the truth and
0: the the three people and it's funny i could probably count no more than five of and it's people throw around the term friends we'll just rewind that a little bit but you mentioned the friend thing and that's something that doesn't sit well with me there is why are we fucking calling everyone friends now like i've been dropping f-bombs these last like 10-15 minutes y'all but like it's emotional like why are we calling why are you guys in this case calling people friends that aren't really your friends i can count on my hand and yeah again like i mentioned i used to be oh that's my friend that's my friend that's my friend but realistically speaking right now i have five friends and four of them do not live here four of them so that means i have one friend that i know would do anything for me that lives literally with me every day of my life from, here, from the time that I met her. So that leaves me with people that, four of them that I don't see on a daily basis, one of them that I see on a daily basis. I cannot lose with that amount. And why? Because not one of them is trying to compete with the shit that I got going. And every one of them have seen me at a low point to where they know for a fact that they would never let me get to ever again in my life. And that's what a friend is. If a friend has not seen you at a low point, a friend has not seen you fail to the point that you've embarrassed yourself you've shown your insecurities you've done stupid shit they're not your friend man why would you want to be friends with someone that's on the up
1: so now would you consider that family? hundred percent hundred percent so now friends don't exist and that's
0: that's the key because you don't bring friends and this is myself I don't bring friends to my family's cookouts get
1: togethers i bring family to me family and i like that because i think right now we're we're both in a very similar stage in our life where friends to us are equivalent to acquaintances can be you know acquaintances is a strong word though because
0: you draw a line that's when you start making boundaries yeah whereas the way i look at it friends family there's there's no boundary. You call me at two a.m. I'm gonna do my best to answer that call. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact if you call me at two a.m. I know something happened to you. You're it's not okay. You know there's no reason. I know why you're calling at two a.m. Yeah. And I'm gonna be calling you the first thing I get up and say, "How can I help? What do I need to do?" If acquaintance was acquaintance to call me at two a.m. It's probably because of business, or it's probably because I met him off of some type of common interest. Right. But at the end of the day don't call me at 2 a.m. because you don't know me like that, my (laughs) guy. Or in this case, a woman. But no, I'm sorry. You got to earn that. Absolutely. And like, just you got to earn the fact to where we got here. I had to get in to you somehow and get you to trust me some way to be able to put on this amazing hour and a half. It isn't just come, you know, it's
1: not a given. How would that make you look? You know, it's, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, and also I would love to say that my friends or my family, my brothers, I've known them for about, oh, fuck, man, uh, 18, 19 years. That's awesome. So, like, we grew up together. This oh, is, like, yeah. this is shit that I've, like, I've been to, like, preschool with some of these guys, and then i met some of them in, like, fifth grade. Dude, that's... You know, my boy... That's great. Went to preschool with him. He just got married on Saturday. I you know, saw that on that's, Instagram. That's, that's That's my brother. These guys are all my brothers, and, like, I'm so blessed more than anything to be able to like see all these guys like all my close friends and like i love that we don't fucking gossip about people i love that we're not in like we we all have this drive of wanting to do something with our lives yeah and again this goes back to surrounding yourself with people that like-minded people you know that want to grow that want to elevate um It's hard to find, man. It's fucking hard to find. Everybody out there, there's bums everywhere, unfortunately. And I hate to say it, but nobody wants to do shit with their life. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Nobody wants to break a barrier. Everyone wants to sit on TikTok and watch everyone else's lifestyle, which is fucking great. That's fine. (laughs) But you're not going to put the work into doing it. And I will will 100% (laughs) give my flowers or give flowers to (laughs) one of my best friends who owns a jewelry company. And he was the one that really, really built like pushed a spark in me, essentially. Because at the end of the day, I felt like I was getting left behind. Oh, uh. you know, it's like it's, it's like you're playing catch up, but it was like a healthy, yeah. it was like a healthy like competition. Yeah, it's a, co- yeah, it's a in competition. In a um, it's like okay, I'm not in the same obviously industry, but shit, like I need to keep up. I got to do something. And that's the way with all of us. It's the same thing. It's just like, fuck, we all got to do something. It's accountability, man. It's accountability. Like you see someone doing something great. I, I, I want to show you this. Let's see it. I want, I want, I want you to read the name of our chat right up top. Oh, that's great. Right. The, the, that's great. In that chat. Oh, I didn't even see that. But, but in, yeah. in that chat is just my close friends. My, all my brothers. And that's, I love that you said that accountability. That's all it is. You got to show
0: up, man. That's it. You got to show up for your friends. You got to show up for your family and it's, it's not about you. And that's what's, I think that's a missing concept from people is it's, it's not to do something great to and they're doing something great because they want the gratification. They want the approval. They want the simple, Hey, good job. You really did it. But the ones that are doing the great things, we all have a why. That is way deeper than anything that has remotely close to do with themselves. And that is what pushes them through the 1152. That's what pushes them to the maybe living in their car, maybe getting rid of their car, maybe not even just having a home, whatever that looks like. But I truly believe that if your why is strong enough, if you clearly know what direction you want to go, you don't need a plan. You don't need need money. You
1: just got to get after it every day. That's, all, that's how I was taught, you know, and you do the best you can, make the most of mm-hmm. what you can, and trust in God. I believe in God, I'm sure you believe in God. Um, even for those you know watching that might not believe in God, it's a higher power easily. You got to have faith, you got to have faith. Faith's anything,
0: and I think that's what people mis- misunderstand. They they they, they- calculated and resulted to strictly one type of religion Damn. yeah and that's like a totally different conversation i don't even want to get into oh, but man. it's just the fact that have faith in something man because at the end of the day that's the only thing that gets me through having happy days majority out of the week you know i might have a tough day but at the end of the day i'm like today was fucking insane but i i'm here i'm happy your we blessed. We're, we're going you your yeah family your girl that's it you know that's it yeah and It's just easy to get caught up in. The last question before we we hit the road, man, because like I said, very, very happy to have you here. We mentioned, or I talked about, you know, we're sitting here. Season three. It's bittersweet in a way, but I can easily remember the first time I stepped into this podcasting realm and saw myself envisioning what, what it could be and what it is is this right now. So we're, we're 10 days, about 10 days out from 23. What is it now that, and I'm going to bring this back because I like it. When you look back at this moment, we'll say a year from now in 2024, what is it that you want to have accomplished or at least have done Yourself. And I'm not talking about concept. I'm not talking about your work. I'm talking about strictly yourself individually. And I know you talked about you don't do enough things for yourself, which I would, I want to challenge you in 2023 to be more cognitive of what you want and to try something different that you may never have thought you would have tried to have some pursuit of happiness in your own life. What would that look like? And it doesn't have to be a specific thing, but what would in 2023 you look like doing something for yourself?
1: 2023 something that I would love to do for myself.
2: Uh, this might be a little bit of a cliche answer, and I don't know if it is or not, but
1: I think I would like to find myself be a little bit more closer to my religion.